outdo one another in showing honor. Awards Chapel is a tricky thing for us. Of course, we cherish the opportunity to celebrate those students and faculty who have excelled. This seems right to us in part because virtually every institution of higher education has an awards seminary as part of its graduation activities. It's something that is just done. But that's the rub. We have a deep-seated sense that the bestowing of awards uh, at a, in a Christian community should be different than that which is done, generally speaking. That there is something different about the way we think about awards and the bestowing of awards. After all, generally in the world, the bestowing of awards comes with a suggestion that a person's worth is measured by accomplishment. That a person who produces more or who performs better has greater value than others. And most groups or organizations um, bestow awards out of the conviction that um, a competition that pits people against one another will result in the productivity and better functioning of the group. But Paul reminds us that we who are in Christ have experienced a renewal of the mind. Christ has given us a new way of thinking about everything, including awards and the bestowing of honor. Now we do bestow honor. That is part of our Christian celebration of love. Love one another with brotherly affection, Paul says. Outdo one another in showing honor. Yet when we bestow honor on a fellow Christian, we understand that in the final analysis, we are not so much honoring the person as such, but rather the Christ who has produced that person and who is at work within that person. From the perspective of the New Testament, in fact, there is a sense in which honor belongs only to God and to his Christ. And any honor that pertains to any individual is derived. That is, we are really honoring God or Christ in them. The honor is his. That is why we grant these awards in a service of worship to our God here in Estes Chapel. It is, after all, the Lord who has given to us any ability that we possess. Having gifts that differ according to the grace given to us. Gifts, grace, given. Paul piles up words centering on the notion of giving to make it clear that any ability, any equipment that we have in achieving excellence pertaining to ministry is really not ours. That is to say, it does not belong to us innately. It does not have to do with our essential selves. But it is Christ's, given to us, lent to us, entrusted to us, but his. As Paul says in a quite different context, what have you that you did not receive? If you then have received it, why do you boast as if it were not a gift? And if we are tempted to say, yes, the ability came from the Lord, of course, but these classmates of ours put forth the effort. They show that they are people of special worth because of their diligence. Paul replies that even their zeal, their diligence, 
their energy to work comes from God. Never flag in zeal, he says, but be set on fire by the Spirit. It is the Holy Spirit who put the fiery zeal in them. As is true for our redemption, it is also true for our ministry and for our preparation for ministry. It is all of God and it is all of grace. Our brothers and sisters who will mount this platform this morning know that they have no ground for boasting. Matter of fact, that's one reason why we're honoring them and we consider them worthy of honor. They know that they have no ground for boasting. For they know and believe Jesus' powerful word in the fourth gospel, without me, you can do nothing. Now this conviction that in honoring other Christians, we are really honoring Christ, frees us from the fear that by honoring certain brothers or sisters, somehow the rest of us who are not called out for special mention are being diminished. For when we select certain persons for mention, as we will in the giving of these awards this morning, we are not suggesting that they excel in the sense that they stand out or that they stand above. Because to think that way would be to adopt a model of preference and elitism that undermines the sacred unity of Christ's body. We are one body in Christ, Paul says, and individually members of one another. But we are claiming that they represent what God is doing in all of us who are members of his church and are engaged in the serious task of ministerial preparation. They are, to be sure, exemplary representatives because they have demonstrated in unusually clear and unusually visible ways what God is striving to do in each one of us. But every member of Christ's body is both gifted and is a gift to the church for the building up of the kingdom of God. Being exemplary representatives is part of their giftedness to the community, and we bless them for it. So we do not begrudge honoring them, or more precisely, honoring Christ in them. In fact, we delight to honor them. Rejoice with those who rejoice, because we know that it is not a matter of competition. Generally speaking, of course, society is structured according to competition. It certainly was in Paul's world. You know that the cultures uh, represented in the world of the New Testament were honor-shame societies. And honor-shame societies consider honor a limited good which means that there is only so much honor to go around, and if someone else receives honor, it means that I am dishonored, or even maybe shamed. And even in the modern Western world, which is not honor-shame based in the same way Paul's world was, honor is still considered a limited good. If honor goes to, um, to you, it means that there is less honor for me, even shame for me. In such an environment, I must clamor to get honor for myself at your expense. But we know that any honor we bestow on other Christians belongs finally to the Christ who is present in each member of his body. And again, quoting Paul, we are one body in Christ and individually members of one another. 
We understand then that the honor we give to Christ as he lives in one member belongs to Christ who lives in every member. Thus, when one member of the body is honored, every member of the body shares in that honor. This insight transforms honor from being a limited good to an infinite good. The more we honor Christ and others, the more honor there is for the Christ in us. Our honoring the Christ in our brothers and sisters who are about to receive this, these awards this morning really honors the Christ who is in all of us. So it's not a matter of competition. Well, actually, there is a sense in which it is a matter of competition. But it's not a competition with others over accolades or commendations or awards or the receiving of honors. It is a competition not to receive honor, but a competition to show honor. Paul's statement, outdo one another in showing honor. Perhaps our ability to compete in that way is our biggest cause for celebration during this graduation season. To the only wise God be glory forevermore through Jesus Christ. Amen.